0: I was very sad to hear today of the death of Mike Schussler from economist.co.za. Uh, Mike and I go back so many years. I've interviewed him on so many different platforms, television, uh, radio, and on podcasts. And he was always very insightful. And the other thing was he was always passionate about what he did. He didn't just deliver the statistics and the analysis that, that he'd formulated. He he actually genuinely meant it. He died a couple of days ago after a short battle with cancer. So what I thought I'd do is play one interview that we picked out from 2019 just as a tribute to him have a listen Let's have a look at a piece of data from the South African economy, and it is all to do with transactions and transactions at banks. And I suppose that that is really a very good indicator of what the state of the economy is, because if you go to the bank, it means you've got money, it means you need to get money, and it means that you need to go and buy things. So let's have a look at the September economic transactions levels. And unfortunately, apparently they are depressed. It says here, as the Minister of Finance, Tito Mbaweni, prepares to deliver his midterm budget policy statement the mtbps uh, which will lay out government's plans for the next three years we are seeing the current state of the economy beginning to look grim again transactions reflect underlying economic activity as i said in my intro and the month of september had the lowest level in a year on the line now from economists.co.za is economist from that institution and that's mike schussler yeah, Mike, off to the PMI, and uh, I suppose a little bit of a bounce back from the BCI today. The thing's still not looking fantastic in South Africa, and that's an understatement.
1: Yes, that is an understatement. You know, we've got um, a very good correlation with GDP, and we do know um, that our numbers can lead or lag with a month or so. But to have a, a 2.2% decline for the quarter and 1.6% decline for the month just makes, for very poor reading, I mean, this is the worst quarterly number over a year, and it is the uh, worst monthly number in a year and a half. So we are not out of the woods yet, and normally at these sort of levels, uh, you know, eight out of the nine times, we would have a negative GDP number. And uh, that's what concerns me now, because we are at the end of the quarter. These are real economic transactions. They are, you know, deflated with GDP, seasonally adjusted and all that. Um, So it does look rather grim for the South African economy at the moment. And uh, if we take this reading, because it's a very broad reading of the economy, it includes, you know, sort of uh, from all sectors, probably a little less from mining and Maybe, you know, the forecast that one does or the estimates on agriculture, uh, plantings and so on, wouldn't be included. But uh, it gives one a very good idea as to the broad South African economy is in deep trouble. And we just confirm the numbers that we've got from the PMI, uh, for example, the Business Confidence Index uh, from the uh, Rand Merchant Bank at its lowest level in, a, in over a decade, Uh, The PMI at a lowest, uh, biggest fall in a decade, uh, biggest fall from the Standard Bank market PMI on services in uh, more than a year. So it is not a pretty picture.
0: It's really not. You say here the number of transactions declined to below 100 million again after two months at 104 million. Interestingly, you say the average value per transaction increased, though, to 8,621 from 8,271 on a year-on-year basis. I mean, that's just a semantic. Uh, But people are transacting less. That's the point here.
1: Yes, people are transacting less. And I am very concerned Generally speaking, when there's less transactions, although the value does increase, when, uh, you know, that isn't deflated, but the point is, uh, the, when the values decrease, increase, it means less people are generally transaction, uh, transacting. That's, uh, on the average values. When the values declines, it gives us an idea that new role players are coming in, uh, and very often at the bottom end of the market, but at least they are. But to have a, a 5% drop, basically, in the number of transactions is, uh, in one month is is quite scary.
0: Yes, it is. Otherwise, apart from this indicator, which was the intro to our discussion, what else are you seeing, Mike? Any other uh, disturbing or encouraging well, signs in the South African economy?
1: Well, there a few things that I've been watching. And the one thing that I wa- keep an half an eye open, never fully, because it doesn't do much uh, most of the time unless we have electricity outages, is the um, electricity generated and distributed in South Africa and the distribution of electricity into uh, uh, into South Africa, not just from ESCOM now, but also from independent power producers and imports, um, reached a level, uh, a a low that we last saw during the Great Recession in uh, August. And we know there weren't really big outages, and that was a very big concern to me because it tells me that something's going wrong, and then you hear the uh, Robo and uh, uh, Max Steel factories and so on have all closed. So that's probably part of the reason that you've got these big factories in the steel industry closing. But I think on the other side that we have is the, the uh, on, on this uh, is, is that uh, – This has been a decline, it's been about three months coming. And, you know, you don't normally get this big a decline unless you get a recession. So that is the really worrying uh, thing that I see in the electricity numbers. Um, One will have to really uh, view them much closer when they come out again next month. Um, And then another thing was the world trade numbers, which declined uh, about 0.8%, the volume of world trade. And this is the biggest decline also since the Great Recession. And it shows you that maybe some of that slowdown is being blown in from outside of South Africa as the world is going through a trade war and Brexit's and Hong Kong protests. Uh, are starting to have a very serious impact.
0: So what you're saying is, Mike, I mean, actually, no, I'm putting words in your mouth here. For the last 10 years, we haven't participated in the upside. In other words, from March 2009, the equity market upside and the economic upswing, which has been in place now for 10 and a half years. We haven't participated in that. Uh, But at the moment, we've got a non-participation arrangement as well. And we could be possibly exposed to what they call the double whammy, in other words, uh, a stagnating yeah. local economy and a downturn in the so-called developed world. Uh, so we could get the worst of both worlds, if you see what I mean.
1: Yes, I think the way that you've put it is very, very well put, because I haven't heard it as well put as you have Thank you. Uh, just said. We haven't participated in the upswing. And now that the downstream is coming, it will blow in through lower commodity prices, lower volume of exports, um, obviously, uh, 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 possibly financial market contagion as well. Uh, who knows what's going to happen uh, exactly there yet. But uh, those sort of things are blowing in. And, uh, you know, we, we we will feel the impact of that. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. So... If there's less car sales around the world today, uh, we'll sell less steel. Uh, we're in a marginal producer. And uh, we didn't get the benefit of that upswing and uh, fully. And uh, now we will, however, get more of the feel of the downswing. So, yes, we have not participated in the upswing but we will be hit by the downstream, and that's a very good way of putting it, Lindsay.
0: Yes, indeed. I mean, there could be some sort of contraceptive argument to say, well, emerging markets will uh, benefit uh, as uh, the developed world markets uh, don't because of asset allocation from uh, giant international fund managers, but I just can't see it happening. What would you do if you were in charge of the economy of South Africa, if you were Tito Mbaweni, if you had to deliver the midterm budget policy statement in a few weeks' time? What would you do? what would you do if you were Cyril Ramaphosa? So many questions there, but it, it does seem to me that something quite drastic has to happen now, Mike.
1: Yes, absolutely, and that's my uh, point that I've been talking about for a long time, uh, as well as that we don't need more plans. We've got too many plans. Yeah. And what we have is a finance minister who's got a plan, who's prepared to stand with his plan. And I think let's give him a chance. And if I was Cyril, the answer's easy. Let uh, Tito Mumbawini do his plan, he's going to sink or swim with it. So you give him the support and say, this will now happen. I believe my finance minister, give it a try for a year or three. Um, let's put all our effort into this plan and let's see where we go. Um away way the trade unions and the, the Communist Party alliance partners if they don't like it. If I was Mr Mumbaweni, I would act on implementing my plan and looking at uh, where I can get some short-term wins, uh, drop visa re, visa regulations, talk to the Minister of Home Affairs. Eh? Everybody can come into South Africa for three months at a time, automatic renewal for another three months. Uh, find other low-hanging fruit, get together with our neighbours, say let's all have the same visa requirements. And once you're in any of the SACU countries, you can go to anyone on a domestic flight. Uh, So take away the paperwork, take away uh, the hassles, uh, look at how you can get business involved uh, with reducing the paperwork and not the lawyers in the business. The actual small businesses will tell you what they need and listen to them. And I think he's done a lot. I think his plan is there. It's a bit of center-left sort of plan. But you know what Mr. Mumbaweni has um, a, a, a lot, going for me he 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 is independent uh thinker he's an independent doer he will do things and you might not and i might not like everything but i think he's what we need right now he's a strong man on the finance field we don't need a strong man politically yeah he has to be strong politically but i mean we don't need the best political leader In the world, we need the best economic leader to get us out. And right now, Mr. Mumbueni is the best we've got, and he's prepared to stand with his plan. So let him do it.
0: I've always liked him. He's a bit of a maverick. But anyway, that's for another discussion. (coughs) Let me ask you one thing. Is the transactional data that you've just described to us in the first part of this interview all to do with uh, people not having the money to transact or not having the confidence or the will to transact?
1: I think it's a bit of both. I think um, on the durable side, what we see with car sales and home sales and so on um, is that people don't have the confidence. There is confidence at the bottom. So we're seeing small cars and we're seeing small houses being sold. Um, But on the top end, there's a lot of non-confidence, a lot of people worried, not being able to sell their houses. Um, So that certainly has had a big impact. Uh, the other one, I think, is not able to be – it's not about the debt levels or anything. It's just people ha- have to um, spend more to keep the electricity going. They have to spend more to buy water. And they're not getting the inflation adjustment increases that the, in many private sector companies that they used to. Uh, in some sectors around the world are in trouble, like media. In South Africa, mining is in trouble so people are not getting the big increases that they did before particularly the middle management and the and the uh, and the supervisor types and uh, uh, the layoffs are now taking place in the middle to upper end of the market not so much the lower end so um it's really hurting those people because they find other jobs maybe but not quite as high paying often as before um which is often very much a a a, a uh, problem obviously, on the spending side, so yes, it is that people can 't spend uh, debt levels have gone up slightly in the last year, um, but yeah, I think uh, it 's both. I think the confidence Lindsay, as for me um, is is the key on the durable side. the ability to spend um, you know you can see it also in the inflation numbers people can 't just put up food prices anymore, people just don 't have that money. Um, So the real bottom of the market, the people that don't have jobs, they're really bought out. The other people that used to be able to support them a bit uh, aren't getting those increases that they used to get. And so the support is fading for those that they
0: sort of support, if you wish. Mike, thanks so much for your analysis. Mike Schussler is an economist at economist.co.za.